then coach, get away from the ball, motherfucker. I don't know the reason. It's hardly been treason. But Congress has much better things it can do. They're overreaching, yeah, bent on impeaching. What most of us feel that a censure would do. Wasting our time away while they're impeaching Bill. Straight along a party line assault. Outrageous. Conviction to get him like Nixon. Suck my dick. With plenty of details we don't need to see. And one bill to confess. He messed up that blue dress. Squirt, squirt. Denying the rights that protect you and me. time away while they're impeaching Bill. Can't seem to bring this thing to a halt. Some people say that there's an engine to blame. Okay. But we know where they're supposed to be born. This is a bunch of hood. Rocket has won! 
Okay, kill it, sweetheart, kill it. Man, oh man, am I pissed off and fired up today? Uh -huh. Wow. I'm going to do something today that I never dreamed I would ever do in my life, okay? And you can help me out. We need faxes today. I don't want no private parts. I don't want no frontal uh, nudity, okay? But I am going to do something that I threatened to do last week, right here on this show on Friday. Yesterday I said I lied. The only thing I lied about was Phil Henry coming and doing a morning show. Okay. It's actually J.P. McCarthy. Remember J.P. McCarthy, WJR Detroit? February 1st, J.P. McCarthy is going to be doing the morning show, okay? Worst team is out. There were people calling George yesterday saying, Oh, is Phil Henry really coming? Not just me. The receptionist upstairs, the other station, <laughs> whoever would pick up the phone. Oh, my God. I already told him it's Mike Ranieri. This is the scary part about this town. You can tell these people anything, and you can be laughing your ass off while you're saying it. <laughs> and, oh, gee, is Phil really coming back here? Huh? No. No. <laughs> Give me a break. Guy's working at KFI in Los Angeles, number two market in the world. He's going to come back to this bum fork place? No. No chance. Carl DeSouz, who used to do mornings for years on WBZ in Boston, February 15th, he's going to be doing the mornings on this station as the paranoia continues. Anyway, forget about that. And before I get into the good stuff and about the faxes, I need faxes of a human rectum, preferably a pimply human rectum. Okay. What? Just faxes. You know me, I'm not an ass kisser. I mean, if I do it, it means I uh, really like you, you know, Enrique. That's, uh, I don't uh, kiss ass. But in this case, just this one time, K, how do you spell that? C-H-E. One, this one time, K, Ch, I'll make an exception. Because I'm going to kiss pictures of Wayne Hypinga's ass on the air today, all day. That's for you, Wayne. Right on your bald spot. I mean, one thing we know about Wayne, he's an asshole. But putting that aside, okay, I think that's nitpicking to uh, worry about that. So I pick up the paper after watching that scintillating the first period last night. I mean, coma, the same old bad, tired stuff. Although I'll tell you this, I watched the pregame show on Sports Channel. And by the way, remember, it was 2-1 to one at that point, and uh, quit talking uh, about other extraneous stuff and get with the program. Boy, he was brutal last night. My good close chief friend, Jeff Rimmer, brutal last night talking about somebody's having a baby, and all of a sudden, here's Burry's on a breakaway. Oh, gee, uh, too late. But at any rate, the pregame show, I saw Pavel Burry for the first time in a Panther uniform. I got goosebumps. Does that make me, like, out of step with this town? Because uh -huh. this morning, I heard they're talking about baseball and building John Henry a stadium and about all this other extraneous crap. In my, in my life, I couldn't believe that on the, on the day after that last night, they're talking about all of these things. And it just was astonishing to me. Huh? But they're always talking about all of these things. And not the stuff that really counts. See, I've made up my mind. I don't care. I'm not waiting for the rest of the parade. I'm going to talk about what I know is exciting and is important. And I don't give a crap about all these other ass suckers, okay? Oh, yeah. Hey, John, put the stadium next to our house. What, what stadium? What are these people talking about? What, what are they talking about? What baseball stadium? But at any rate, so just to show you once again the great knowledge, I will say... Hats off to the Herald, which that's unusual also for me to say that. Our fax number, by the way, is 305-650-0198. I'm sure that somebody can fax us a pimply or a facsimile of a pimply human rectum that could be Wayne's. It's got to be like a lot of pockmarks on it. I will kiss it here on the air, maybe all day, maybe for four hours. But on the front page of the Herald, and how many times have I told you this? They, they must, like, all sleep together or something. But at least we got the picture, Russian rocket blast off. 
There's Pavel Burry after scoring his first goal as a Florida Panther. And there's uh, Yaroslav Spachek standing there uh, giving him a big hug. And in the Sun Sentinel, all it said, no picture, no no nothing. Here's UM with a big crowd, and they almost beat UConn and yada, yada, losing overtime. That's up there. Nothing about that. Then over on the left-hand side, these kind of little, like, afterthoughts. Burray scores two goals in Panthers' debut, and it says, Pavel Burray, the so-called Russian rocket, yada, yada, yada. And I thought, well, what does that mean, the so-called Russian rocket? And then I see the picture in the Herald. I thought, well, at least they did a good job. They know it was important. It was exciting. And I'm reading the article. It says, despite jet lag, the so-called Russian rocket scored twice in his first game. Of the... Are you following this? <laughs> the so these sleeping together. They must be on the phone together. What are you going to put on the front page? Well, I don't know. What are you going to put on the front page? What are you going to? And I think, how about macaroni and cheese for lunch today? Huh? Yeah, let's have macaroni and cheese. That's your local newspaper, and then your yokel newspapers. What a bunch of butt plugs. So, you know something, and I don't care if anybody calls me today. I don't care. I know what's excitement. I know what the real stuff is all about. Man, Wayne, that's for you, sweetheart. All is forgiven. Please come home. You just wait. Nine minutes after 10 at 560 WQM. You look... was a comic strip, then a comic book, then a movie, then another movie, and another, and another. And now, Batman is coming to Broadway. You've got to wear tight. All right. And a mask and cape at night. Okay. Catching criminals who cannot behave from the Batcave. All right. Now, you can see the masked crusader as never before, an effeminate man who prances around the stage in full costume, singing about other men. Old man Alfred, he don't say nothing. He don't tell no one about me and Robin. Batman, a flamboyant musical set against the gloomy backdrop of a city teeming with even more flamboyant criminals. Gotham City isn't pretty when there's jokers and penguins around. Here's what they're saying about Batman the Musical. I came to see Batman because I couldn't get tickets for cats. I like Michael Keaton better. It made me want to slide down the bat pole. <laughs> Batman the Musical with book and music by Andrew Lloyd Riddler. That night will come out tomorrow. We will catch the cat woman tomorrow and today. Batman the Musical. It's the musical for people who love comics. Tomorrow we'll fight crime. Tomorrow, cause we run Two to one. Okay, ten fifteen at five sixty WQAM. As everybody is, are we pissed off and fired up today? Uh -huh. I am. Like I said, goosebumps last night. Comatose first period and the second period. There you saw. And this is here's a guy that hasn't played for nine months. Hasn't played a real game in nine months. All that jet lag. He should have had what twenty or thirty weeks. We figured off based on David J. Neal's uh, figures. Should have at least uh, thirty forty weeks to rest up after that long jet trip from Moscow. 
and hops right in the uniform, gets out there, and by the second period, he's got it back again. A breakaway, there's the first goal. And by the way, people will say, well, the second goal it was a little tap-in, great pass by Whitney. It was a five-on-three, two-man advantage. David J. Neal finally says something interesting, which I didn't realize these statistics. That was that this team has had two five-on-three goals in the previous 124 games in a season and a half, even with a two-man advantage, as we know. This team never scores. But last night, Burray, it's right in the net. Two goals in the first game. Most exciting dynamic player, like I told you. Thank you. Don't, we don't have a, a fax of an ass? I can't believe that. When, we, when I don't want faxes, we get all kinds of obscene faxes of every kind of body part, including some that we can't even figure out what they are. I want a creative, pimply-ass fax. I don't want to just talk about it. I don't want to, like, recreate it. I want to do it. Huh? I want to kiss Wayne's fat ass right here on the radio today. Because finally, for the first time in six years, finally, they made a commitment to giving us something uh, we can sink our teeth, some excellence. You know, I complain about the ambience, which they still got to get that ice straightened out and the goal lights. You know, it would be nice. I mean, this guy's going to score all these goals. It would be nice to see when, they, uh, when the goal light goes on, that he actually scored. So they still have to straighten those things out. And I complain about the ambience and the fans sitting on their hands and uh, playing uh, with each other and uh, reading books. But you got to admit it, the last season and a half, it's been a, a snoozer. Last year was unbelievably bad, all, all the home games virtually. And this year there have been maybe two or three that were exciting, and the rest of them, you could, like I said, could take a magazine or a good book. Now there should be no, there shouldn't be one empty seat in that Mac Arena, starting with next Wednesday's game against Montreal. In fact, you talk about having the opportunity of a lifetime, including that bozo that called me yesterday. Well, gee, now that we got an exciting player, maybe now I'll jump on the bandwagon and <laughs> watch a couple of games. Well, you know something, pal? If that's what it takes, then you ought to get out there and do it. Oh, here you go. Kiss right here. All right. On both cheeks. Thank you, whoever faxed this to me. And nice and pimply, too, by the way. A real pimply. Rectum. Wow. Matches the uh, cheeks. Well, listen. There you go. Another one. For making a commitment to us finally, Baldy, and giving us a quality product that we can get excited about. And now we can create some new hockey fans in this godforsaken town where it's the middle of January and they're talking about a baseball uh, stadium. This one-dimensional horse and buggy town, you know. Hey, Neil, could I ask you a question about football? No. No, no last time I checked, it's pretty one more game to go and it's all over. Until that uh, five-month draft starts. Well, that starts next week, building up to the April draft. I think it starts next week. Yes. But until then... This is the exciting, scintillating, unbelievable news, and they're talking this morning bat, 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 about John Henry. That's all I heard about the baseball and where should we stick it. Where should we stick it? Stick it up where, yeah, right. Shouldn't be one empty seat from starting Wednesday against Montreal, and then uh, Saturday we got Dallas next week, two tough games. But to go out there and watch this guy play, just so un I can't put it into words. I told you that. And if anybody did watch the game last night, which I have my doubts, but if anybody actually did watch it, in spite of Rimmer and Denise, I mean, he should put on a performance for you that just should give you an idea of what the uh, great stuff that's yet to come. That was only the beginning. So thanks again. It's going to cost $10 million a year and well worth it at uh, whatever price because there's like a few athletes in the world. I mean, you know, sports is still just sports, like I've always said, but there are some guys that can, like, lift you out of the seat that transcend you know, the Michael Jordans of the world. And in hockey, there's like a handful, just a small handful. Anybody out there got a small handful? Yeah. Right. That's what Pavel's got, a small handful. Who can really make it worth the price of emission, no matter what they'll charge it. So you better get down there to the arena, get on the phone with your uh, uh, ticket master or whatever, and start getting your tickets all bought up, because it's going to be a tough ticket, I think, from here on in. It should be. 
There should be like standing room only, just if he were the only one out there in a Panther uniform, just to see Pavel Burek do the things that he does. All of these. All of these things that he does. That's right. Now, I do want to say this. I don't want to pee on anybody's parade, especially those people in the Senate. I went home yesterday and I watched uh, the rest of the uh, defense, the defense team for El Presidente. And the guy that I thought was uh, fairly uh, interesting, Gregory Craig, remember we potted up for about five seconds here? Maybe that was only uh, in comparison to the guy in the wheelchair, the rough guy, who looked pretty rough. But uh, I tried to listen to him, and he was really ponderous and fumbling and fumping and uh, bumbling around. I thought, gee, this guy is uh, pretty inarticulate. We needed somebody really great like Alan Dushowitz out there. And then this uh, light-complected uh, lady, Cheryl Mills, this light, dark-complected lady, did you see her at all? And I thought to myself, geez, they could have brought a kindergarten girl out there and done a better. What was the big deal was because she was a woman or a black or a black woman, and they all raved about it. And I didn't think she said anything really to defend the president. She talked about how, you know, she knows about racism and about how she's been there for six years and how proud she is to be. I mean, you know, it was like her personal story that really had nothing to do with the impeachment of a president. And after it was all over with, wow, man, she was dynamite. And even at uh, one of those stodgy senators there about 100 years old, man, oh, man, the other guy, I couldn't follow what he was talking about. I guess he must have liked her. Uh, maybe that was it. Or maybe she had big hooters, which, quite frankly, I don't think you could see over the podium. And by the way, Bubba's job approval rating, 66% in the ABC poll to 72% in the CBS poll, 76% in the NBC poll. All humongous rises after the State of the Union address on Tuesday night. But I thought she was very weak. You know, again, if you're the president of the country, wouldn't you think you could afford or that you would select better and more forceful attorneys than these three bozos we've seen so far? Now, I guess today, David Kendall, who's a real kind of like a little uh, mincing fruitcake, he's going to be doing this thing today at 1 o'clock. And then the final, Dale Bumpers from Arkansas is a good old boy. He's going to be making the closing speech, the whole summation of the whole thing, and like cut the crap and let's move on with life. So I want everybody, when they call today, thank you, Wayne. That's right. We're making it. Not that he, you know, we still believe he's an asshole. We know that. You know, once an asshole, always an asshole. But in this one case, we'll make an exception. We both, there you go, kiss his ass firmly, plant our lips right on Wayne's grotesque, pimply cheeks and kiss away for finally making a commitment to us here in South Florida for all of us two or three hundred real hockey fans, which is where the real exciting stuff was. Man, giving me a whole new lease on life. And I'm going to tell you this, I brought out my, uh, my original Panthers jacket. The Leaf jacket goes in the closet until the Maple Leafs come back in town. Nice game, by the way, last night. Oh. Not for dear life, beat Dallas, though, Toronto Maple Leafs 6-4. But nevertheless, that goes back in the closet until the Leafs come back in town. And I'm back to my Panthers jacket because it's got nothing to do with front running. It's got to do with the give us something to be enthused about. You know, it's one thing to be a fan and go there and hope for the best and know that you're probably going to have a nap for like two and a half hours. But now we've at least got something to be excited about, other than just when they sling the stupid T-shirts up in the crowd. And we, when Defoe goes out there for the uh, bicycle run or whatever they're doing between periods. So thank you, Wayne, finally, on behalf of those four of us who are real hockey fans, for bringing a uh, breath of fresh air to this otherwise stale and stifling place. Here's West Palm Beach. Hello. We love you, Burray. You kick so mad. Oh! You can shoot and score and make a pass. Court. Two goals, 12 minutes. That's fast. H. Wayne, can I kiss your ass? <laughs> All right. What a great. That was beautiful. All right. Thank you, sir. God bless you.
That was the best. Open line in Broward, two and day. Let's see the enthusiasm here today. Are we going to have enthusiasm? No. Excitement? Are these people on fire? No. That's okay. I don't care anymore. I really don't. Because I know, I know something good when I see it. I can sniff out something exciting. You can, you can cut it with a butter knife. The excitement is so thick in the ear. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Pompano, hello. Good morning, Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. Thank you, Wayne. Now, Channel 6. Yes? I get out of the shower this morning. It's like before 6 o'clock. I'm all excited. This guy's chronic. Yes. What do they talk about? Basketball. Yeah. And to make things worse, Dennis Rodman. Oh, Jesus. Not one mention. Not one mention about the hockey game. I can't believe it. They didn't even mention it? Not one mention. Pavel Burin, his first game as a Panther, scored two goals last night and lifted the team into a big 5-2 win, which they desperately needed. Can we bring the city of Toronto here? I, I wish. A real city? I wish. Even with the weather, I would take it. What a Bush League town. Yeah, you're right. Have a good one. And back to you. That's my Maple Leaf fan. Nice going, by the way, Leafs last night. Oh, oh boy. Almost blew it. Had to hang on for dear life after opening up a big lead. You don't care about that, though. We have an open line in day one in Broward. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T wire. I mean, you know, that was nice. They finally, and Joe Rose deserves a lot of credit. He put a couple thousand people at least in the stands by begging and pleading yesterday for people to go out there and support UM basketball, which Leonard, Leonard Hamilton, by the way, I met him at the airport a few months ago. Miami International, we're waiting for a flight, and Leonard, got black-complected guy comes over to me. Hey, Neil. Yeah. I put my hands up in the air. Yes. And oh, it was Leonard Hamilton. He was watching that whammy thing, knew who I was, loves the show. Good guy, I thought. But he's done a super job over there, and they had like over 15,000 people. Nice going there, little dog. But I have a feeling that when they start playing, you know, when it's not UConn, when it's not the number one team in the country next game, and they're playing like some girls team, whenever that game comes about, it might be the usual of 25 or 35. I could be wrong. But nice going there, little dog. I'm hoping that I can put a few seats in the Macarena now, now that we got a legitimate superstar and something to really get whipped up and fired up. And I would say this. I know Terry Murray won't pay any attention to me because he's a hard ass. Well, Victor Kozlov, I have no idea how long that the sprained his shoulder last night. I hope he's going to be back real soon. But Kozlov ought to be centering between Beret and Ray Whitney. That should be the line, okay? Maybe Whitney don't speak no Russian like, like Kavasha, but nevertheless, that should be the line. That would be dynamite. Just a thought there, Terry, my close personal friend. Put the lotion in the basket. We're so sorry, Dennis Rodman. We don't stock and roll the trains in Houston Green. We're so sorry, Dennis Rodman. <laughs> but the panties come with Sammy to secure your domain. He said you're very pretty, but you're dressing too petite. He asked if you would mind wearing something underneath, but you're way too tall. Way too tall. Every time he jumps, you can see his basketball. You look retarded, retarded. Let's go. 
I don't know if anybody's mentioned this, but in my opinion, I think you were very instrumental in getting this kid down here, and I want to thank you for I that. I did do it. That's right, because when I promised to kiss Wayne and uh, Brian Murray's ass. That's uh, the first thing that came to my yeah. mind when I heard the news. And that's what put I, it over I, the I top. started laughing, but I haven't been this excited about hockey since I first saw Bobby Orr play. Right. And what this kid can do on skates is incredible. When he can split two defensemen the way he does, yeah, and, and just even, hopping he, over even, their stick. Notice it's he even lost control of the puck for a second, but he had the defenseman Chara beat so badly oh, that he still had time to you know go to the backhand and back to the forehand and fake Potvin out onto his back and just stick it in his slide it behind him. Just an unbelievable move. The defensemen look like they're still playing at Boston University. Right. It's, it's incredible what this guy does. He carried them almost all the way to the championship and won it, yeah. you know, all by himself. He's on you another know? level. He's and, on another yeah, plane, like and, on another planet. And if he hadn't gotten ejected in that Stanley Cup game, I think Vancouver would have won that series. Yeah. But, you know, that's sad. But I want to thank you, Neil, and... Uh, and God, God bless you. you. Okay. So. Okay. <laughs> oh, now Neil did it. Neil, God. Like I said the other day, I take credit because of that, and that's why I'm living up to my promise, okay? I mean, I may joke you about who's going to be doing the morning show, which those guys aren't going anywhere. I just say that to uh, feed the paranoia of certain people on that show, which I have no idea why they're so paranoid, but nevertheless, it makes it kind of fun. And also some of the listeners are equally paranoid. Oh, gee, he's trying to get them off the air. Right, yeah. What a what a joke! Some of the, oh, and by the way, speaking of that, my good close personal friend Screw Ann, one of our many many sales managers, was sitting on the stoop yesterday when I wandered out of here at two o'clock. After our program director, by the way, came in here and said to me, like that. Yeah, he found out that the morning show was going to be in here this morning, which it was not, of course. But he found that out by listening to me on the air. He knew nothing about what was going on as usual, because now this week the engineers are running the joint, and we find out, by the way, that the studios upstairs are like a tangled, just a bunch of stuff hanging. They're not even close to being finished for the other guys yet. But anyway, so I walk out here. Scruan is out there on the stoop as usual, smoking one of her faggots, putting on an act of, oh, Neil, how are you? Like phony, uh, you know, since there's nobody else around. And I uh, dignified her with a response. And as I'm starting to walk away, she says, oh, well, you're not going to really let anybody else work in your studio, are you? As if to say my consternation yesterday had something like an ego thing, like this is my studio, like I own it or I built it, or that I would want to take credit for this dump. Oh, you're not going to let them work in your studio. Hate to break the news to you, sweetheart. That's not the problem. The problem is like logistics and having and knowing who's on first and who's on third and how we're going to do it and what's going to work and what's not. That's the problem. But, of course, when you know nothing about radio, I guess you would come up with some paranoid, psychotic conclusion like that. It's my studio, sweetheart. Two open lines in Dade County, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. 21 before 11 at QAM. If you're feeling lucky, a lot of spooks in New Jersey. All right, ladies, gather around. The band is ready. On the count of three. One, two, three. Oh. And we say to you, Republicans, construction 
We got another fax here with a picture of a gigantic. That's a humongous. Uh, all right. Rectum is what it is. How come my finger is like one button off today? Well, that's all right. Like, and I really wanted. To. But at any rate, uh, there's this enormous uh, rectum here, and I'm not going to kiss this one because unless Wayne is painting his fingernails, I have my doubts about this. Also, I don't think Wayne uh, has any of those clitoris rings that he wears lately. Oh, he does? Is Wayne? Uh, uh -huh. Oh, okay. Just checking. There you go. Two open lines a day, 5670560. See, there's something really scintillating and exciting and amazing going on in this town. And the best part of it is it's like, it's like, a, it's like a fraternal thing. It's like we've got our own private club because most of the bozos in this town don't even uh, haven't caught on to it yet, including the people in the newspapers, the so-called Russian rocket in our so-called newspapers this morning. Only in Miami, like I tell you every day, and I'm not making it up, I'm not trying to be a hard-ass, I'm just telling you exactly the way it is. Only in this town, the so-called Russian rocket. If Jesus himself showed up at one Herald Plaza, in sandals, performing miracles, and making them publish an actually good newspaper someday, performing that miracle, doing things that haven't been invented yet, curing uh, cancer, every disease. All of these things. They would say the so-called Savior showed up at our doorstep this morning. Man, you people are relentless. But like I said, that's okay. Those of us who understand what good stuff is all about, we're quelling from it. And the rest of you, what are they talking about? <laughs> Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Neil, how you doing? Great. Uh, just want to say last night we've had tickets uh, since 93, and I can count on my hand how many times we've scored on a breakaway. Right. Until last night, the guy looked like he had an enema. He made the goalie look really bad. He made Felix Potvin look like Denise Potvin. Oh, it was great because the stick was on the floor. He was just laying on his back. And then we go down, and he one times it, and my God, he actually hit the puck into the net. Isn't it weird? Yeah. And then, of course, we have the great call by Dennis Potvin and Randy Moore. They were probably talking about Jenny or something like that. I forgot. And there was like this, and he scores his first goal. And then Chris Moore, I heard no, the call Christina. this morning. Moron. Christina. Moron. Yeah. Chris Moore this morning sounded like he was having a seizure. It was great. It was really great to see. Can't wait for them to come home. Thank you very much, and let's bury the past. Okay. They, let's bury the past is what he said. By the way, somebody tell Rimmer that it's not boring. Hey, Farrell, would you please tell your husband if you talked to him during the day, which I'm sure before that Ranger game, that it's not boring. It's boring. It's, not, it's a very simple two-syllable word. The coach says boring. Rimmer says boring. It's boring. Very, very simple. Very easy. And if you know, and then you know, Rimmer's a great guy. He's cheap as hell, but a good guy. But nevertheless, he got any can't blame uh, Denise for this one. He got himself wound up talking. He caught himself short, talking about a bunch of extraneous crap. And somebody's the wife had a baby and a little girl, and we miss you. And you, oh, 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 geez, there he goes. And like, here's Murray walking and shoots score. The Russian rocket has landed. He has his first goal as a Florida Panther, and the Panthers have a one nothing lead. No, two one lead, two one. But nevertheless. See, and I did a nice job there because I clipped it short there at the beginning and didn't make it too obvious that he had like, kind of got caught up in a bunch of extraneous crap. But I did want to point it out several times. Here's the mobile in Boynton Beach. Hello. Neil, I got two things for you. Last night before the Panthers game, I switched over to WIOD, and they had a uh, sports writer from Vancouver, and they asked him about Burry down they here. a sports writer on IOD? WIOD. Oh, I hate that station. Yeah. And this guy talked about sour grapes. He says, good luck to you guys down there. He says, good riddance to him, 
And he says, we're just glad to get rid of him. Why is that? Uh, he just said, because he's immature. He says, wait till he holds out for you guys for $10 million, and the next year he's going to want 12 because he held out with Vancouver twice. Yeah. He, he says, this that's guy a, says that's a bunch of bull crap. The people in Vancouver are psychotic to lose Pavel Bure. He was a, 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 a like the king of that community. Yeah, I, I believe my buddy was with me. I said, hey, the hockey maiden told me just like Michael Jordan, I believe Neil. Also, second thing, since the Barrett County built that arena yeah. for the Panthers, and now it's named after the National Car Rental Center, and the money's given to that, why does that money go to Barrett County? Why is that? Who gets that money? I, I'm, not, I'm unsure of that. Well, it's a little bit over here, a little bit over there, two for Wayne, one for us. Uh, I don't know. Does Broward County get any of that money? Sure. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I was—I knew you would know the answer. Yeah. And I just thought that. But maybe evidently, not enough money to make the ice uh, playable, and not enough money to make <laughs> the goal lights uh, visible. But nevertheless, we're working on it. All right. Thanks, Rodney. Okay. Have a great day. Get a new phone. We have an open line at date one in Broward five six seven zero five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Have we had any calls yet about this this brilliant defense attorney, this White House counsel Cheryl Mills, who got up there yesterday and said, "But we, they, I, I mean, she was mumbling. I don't know what else she was talking about." She was talking more about herself and her history and her lineage and her all of this. I have no idea what she was talking about. And like I said, a few minutes into it, I said, hey, enough, enough of that crap for me. If this is the best that Bubba can do, no wonder why he's in trouble up to his goddamn armpits with a bunch of crap. He needs that. And, and not only that, but all of these attorneys, they're all goyim. Whoever heard of getting your, your whole livelihood, your life, you're the president of the United States, you've got goyish lawyers? <laughs> Jesus Christ, get that Alan Dushowitz in there right away. you got to get yourself a great jewel lawyer like Alan Dushowitz. Or maybe maybe Larry King was right. Maybe Johnny Cochran would have been great on there. He would have been dynamite. He would have held him captivated. I mean, he's a little bit darker than Cheryl Mills, but I think, uh, nevertheless, might be a little more effective speaker. But that's okay, because David Kendall is going to be on there today. Here's Aventura. Hello. Neil, yes, bless sir. you, but I will not kiss uh, Moonface. Come on, you, you know can what? do it. Come on, no, just can't happen. Close your eyes. You know what he's going to do? He's going to pull the same crap yeah. as he's pulled on the Panthers here a few years ago, Meaning as he pulled on the Marlins, and as he's been pulling on the Dolphins for years. He's been pulling on it for years. Well, you darn right. All he does Maybe is pull our money and, and usually give us. He gets us all pumped up about your sports team, and then he'll just snatch them away and get rid of them and just. Blow it all away. Well, what do you mean by that? He'll get rid of him. If he sells it to somebody else, that would be fine with me because he allegedly is a couple of years away from selling the franchise. Well, that would be great. But, yeah. But if he doesn't get rid of the franchise, but, but I mean, he, look, at least he. Not that I want to start, the, you know, changing my tune all that dramatically, but nevertheless, I got to give me fear a little bit. He at least opened up the purse strings and cut loose this guy. They're going to pay him ten million dollars a year for the next five or six years to make sure that he stays here. He's the franchise. He finally made a commitment to give us something that makes it worth going there and supporting this thing. I agree with you, but that's what he did with the Marlins, too. We won a World Series, and why do we have the next year? Yeah. They're canceled. <laughs> so it's hard for me to get excited about uh, about one year. Um, number two, uh, Clinton, I don't want him impeached by no means. I think he's done a great job for this country, but let's face it, he does have problems sometimes telling us the truth. Yeah. And what absolutely well, amazing... something. Maybe we shouldn't be asking so many questions about things that aren't our business. Exactly. I don't care about his sex life. But, I mean, you know, if he's got a bad bout of diarrhea, I don't really think that we should expect him to tell us about it, nor should we really be all that interested. But what I find awful the president's hard to believe... bodily functions are not really the business of the exactly. people. Exactly, I agree with you on that totally. But I also agree with what you normally say is people in this, not only in this town, but in this country, are such sheep. I mean, he tells us all these things he's going to do for us, but how are we going to pay for all these things? Yeah. 
And well, people are just like, know. okay, well, we love wait, it. Wait a minute. Uh, every State of the Union, your, your memory is short. Every State of the Union address is the president getting up there saying, look how great everything is right now. Here's what we've accomplished. And then laying out a bunch of stuff. Uh, maybe 90% of it is blue sky. But they always do that. That's what the State of the Union address is all about. You're right. You're right. Okay. Uh, Hey, Neil, and, love and your show. they had Sammy Sosa out there with Rosa Parks. What more could you want? Oh, and uh, I liked his uh, Rico Suave uh, wave at the president. That was uh, really cute. Okay, have a great day. Have a good one. <laughs> oh, I mean, what more could you want? You had Sammy Sosa, Rosa Parks. You had those kids from AmeriCorps. You had uh, Hillary was up there. Hey, you know, let's hear it. You had the, uh, the guy from the, uh, the Desert Fox, the military guy, all dressed up in his uniform. What more could you want? That's what these State of the Union dresses are for. It's a big puff piece, but we liked it. We liked it a lot. And even Ileana Gross-Leighton liked it so much, she was there for her big photo opportunity with her Roseanne banana outfit. We have an open line at Broward 2 and date. I'm still waiting to see. I'm waiting to see the outpouring here. I'm waiting. Shot the living crap right out of me, okay? There had to be at least 50 people, maybe even Lou and Debbie on a mobile, were watching that game last night on Sports, Sports Channel that are just brimming over with enthusiasm and excitement today, that have something good to say for a change, that have reason for optimism, reason to live another day, reason to crawl out of bed in this godforsaken town one more day. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. I'll tell you what, let's get John Henry on the show, okay? He's been on every other show on a goddamn station peddling this a PR, which he seems like a decent guy, but peddling this bullcrap PR to try to get everybody to build him a baseball stadium. Let's get him on, okay? No. Here's Oakland Park. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. John Henry here. Could <laughs> yeah. you loan me 50 bucks, please? Uh-huh. Loan me $50. Yeah. Murray, put the puck in the basket. Yeah. Hey, we got it going now. We're fired up. We're going to take it to the next level. Mm-hmm. Go all the way to the World Series this year. He's several. Yeah, let's go all the way to the World Series. Okay, thank you, sir. <laughs> Pavel Burry is going to hit it out of the ballpark, baby. He's got a better complexion than Mark McGuire and Wayne, but he's going to take us all the way to the World Series. One open line in Dade, one in Broward. Five, six, seven. I'm still waiting to hear about Cheryl Mills. There must be somebody out there that's watching this crap, because I know yesterday, especially once 1 o'clock came, boy, we might as well have pulled the plug, especially after all the other bull crap that we were uh, treated to here yesterday. With all these poor guys from the other building, they're carrying boxes, they're moving, they're moving in, they're moving out, are they? and nobody knows from nothing. And then the program director comes over here with a straight face and tells me uh, he don't know nothing, as if like that's a bulletin. Seriously, he comes here, he tells me he's out of the loop, that nobody is telling him anything. He's only supposed to be running the joint. And the general manager who was in the car with him at the time they heard me revealing about all these plans that were supposed to be going on here which never materialized, he also don't know nothing, which we also knew. But it's a real revelation that the people in the other building who think that they're going to be here like imminently any minute, that the upstairs, those studios are like uh, light years away from being ready. And I suggested to George, I said, you know, I know this is revolutionary, but how about if they like signed off the year at midnight Saturday or Sunday night? We really couldn't miss ESPN radio overnight. And then that would give them like all those hours, like six hours, uninterrupted just to go in there shut the other place off just to bring all this stuff over stick it in upstairs hook it up to all the wiring which i allegedly is in huh and george said stop making so much sense you don't understand where you are and i said uh-huh here's miami hello hey you yes sir i've been calling you for the past four years i'd just like to tell you i'm finally graduating from college this semester yes and i love you okay god bless you that's a chronic that the guy was talking about yesterday get a life 
you'll find that there are a lot of better parts of the country to be in than this one, like almost anywhere, especially for you. We have two open lines in Dave, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line, 1056 at 560, your fired up and pissed off station, WQAM. at 560 WQM. I've just come to a conclusion, okay? And, uh, you know, sometimes you succeed in life for a long time. 23 years is a good run. Sometimes you fail. Like that awful TV show on Whammy. That's now gone. You know, some things make it, some things don't. And we're done. We're finished. We're finished. i got one call on the board here, okay? This is not a, this is not a place. This is not a place. It, it, this town doesn't deserve anybody to spend money to entertain them or to bring in a superstar athlete or anything. Because they're oblivious. This to me is, I come in here, I'm so, I am so pumped up today, even though I still got this uh, burning in the neck and the rational bit when I got a doctor that thinks he's a comedian and bada beep, bada boop, bada bada, and tells me nothing. And I'm probably sitting here with some kind of a viral infection that's like tearing up my body. But hey, you know, on Monday I'll go see another doctor and maybe after a while I'll find a doctor who doesn't want to do stand-up comedy, you know. But in the meantime, this, this is just astonishing. Like, I didn't learn my lesson here on Tuesday, but I would have thought, like, after last night, that people got a taste of what I'm so excited about and what I'm talking about. We see some tangible evidence of excitement here, of enthusiasm, of something. And it's the same old crap again. You know, let's, let's cut the bull crap, okay? It's obvious to me, like 12 and a half months later, it's painfully obvious to me that I made a bad mistake. You know, Paxson was no uh, picnic, and it was better money over here, and yada, 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 money's always great, and Clear Channel owns that place over there anyway now, and they're worse than Paxson and a lot cheaper. But this show doesn't work on this radio station. I don't care what the numbers say. I don't care what anything says, because I come in here every single day, and it's the law of diminishing return. This week, I mean, I was out Monday. It was a holiday. George did the show. I understand did a great job. Come back Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, every day this week. It's been the same story. 
because I'm talking, you know, things that like I'm excited about and I care about, and these people are like I'm talking a foreign language to them. They haven't got any idea what I'm talking about. That's the QAM audience, man. They're on a totally different wavelength. They're interested in, uh, you know, is there going to be a baseball stadium with John Henry? That's what they're concerned about now in the middle of January. And how's Napoleon Kaufman doing? Those are the kinds of things that crank the chain of these people on this radio station. This is not the place for the Neil Rogers Show. Maybe this just ain't the market anymore for the Neil Rogers Show, but this is just unbelievable. And so when I tell you that I sit in that arena week after week, night after night, in the middle of 17,000 bodies and maybe a couple of thousand fans, I'm not exaggerating. Like Tuesday, I come in here with the euphoria of the announcement of the deal being made, and it's like, uh, what's the guy's name? Who, what does he do? Where's he from? Poughkeepsie? I, you know, I never envisioned doing a radio show in the midst of uh, four million illegal aliens. Maybe that's the deal. Maybe if I would, like, you know, smuggle myself in, take a trip to the Bahamas, and come in, like, by way of Cuba or something, maybe then I'd feel more at home. Here's a mobile implantation. Hello. Hey, Neil, good morning. It was. Line, it was. Yeah, right. Line me up to kiss Wayne's ass. Yeah. Um, I, I haven't jumped out of my seat for a Panthers goal since Bill Lindsay scored the goal, like I saw last night. Yeah. That was just incredible. But I think I know where Wayne's getting the money for the for his contract. I know you don't take the sawgrass to get in and out of the arena coming from the south. But it used to pay. It used to pay seventy-five cents just to take that fly over on the way in, mm -hmm. and it was free on the way out. Yeah. Coming from the game the other night, there's the traffic coming back. Why? Because they narrowed the two lanes down to one, and now there's a toll booth there, a seventy-five cent toll booth to drive uh, eighth of a mile right. on the sawgrass. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the price you pay for using the sawgrass. I you guess have it to is. move. I guess it is, but you know what? It's well worth the price. It's the uh, Pavel uh, lighting them up like they did, if they ever do get a light behind the goal. Have a great day, sir. Thank you. We have an open line in day two in Broward, 5670560. Let's take a poll today. The poll question today is, what show would you like to have on here in midday? The Sports Babe or Chris, uh, Christina and Boogster, huh? That's our poll question today. Which show would you like back on QAM? Let's, let's get serious. Let, let's cut it aside, all the extraneous bull crap. Let's lay it on the line, okay? Because obviously we aren't communicating anymore. What, whatever I'm talking about, it's not on the wavelength of whatever the listeners of QAM want to hear. So let's, let's cut away all the extraneous foreskin and look, get right down to the meat of the matter, okay? Because I've had such a turnaround today, and this happens many, many days to me, that I come in here feeling euphoric, and within just a matter of moments I'm ready to blow my brains out. It gets old, it gets stale, it gets tired. It's like going to a party and everybody else pretends they're at a wake. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Have a look. You have a little competition. The Rock, a WWF wrestler. He is on Zeta, Y100, and Power 96 today. That's your competition right there, Neil. That sucks. You're the you're God. Yeah, that, that must be it. The whole audience is listening to the wrestlers, yeah. No, I'm sure. Here's a hi, hi, Leah. Hello, Uncle Neil. They ought to be wrestling with their conscience. Yes, sir. Good morning, sir. I really got to hand it to you. Uh, when it comes to hockey and religion, you are right on the money. You're, you're second to none. Yeah. 
Last night was one of the most exciting games I have seen in a long, long time. Let's put it this way: the, the Mac Arena is, definitely has a definitely uh, definitely has a frequent visitor now. I'm going to be there with bells on. Do you remember? Uh, well, I know you saw the game, but did, do you remember the point in the game when Bure went in like 15 directions in a matter of three seconds? Yeah, yeah he didn't score on that shift, but he made uh, he was uh, all over the place. He was fake. He left like uh, five jock straps on the ice. Well, you know. Meanwhile, the Islanders are going. Oh, which way did he go? Which way did he? Right. That was unbelievable. Yeah. Well, Neil, you know, uh, all I got to say is you're God, and although I'll probably uh, regret doing this, uh, here goes. That one's for you, H. Wayne, right on your arena. Well, it's getting red, man. <laughs> Have a great day. Bye. We have an open line in Dade County, 5670560, pound 560 on a mobile one line. Maybe we'd like to have J.P. McCarthy here middays, or uh, maybe, how about, uh, what's his name? Carl DeSue's. Instead of mornings, maybe we can put him on in middays. He's a good sport. Not feeling too good. How about him? How about Van Patrick? He's an old sports guy. Bastard. There is no sport where people put on the skis and then they go real fast. Downhill at the Olympics, everyone is just waiting for someone to crash. Downhill, they're wearing thin white clothing, I don't know what they are thinking. It's 25 below, I'm certain something must be shrinking and turning blue. The people, they cheer and yell, and then when somebody sees by, they ring a cowbell at the downhill. Or strings dominate downhill. Mexicans can't relate downhill. It's so much better than about doctors where you need to get a second opinion a third opinion you need to get a real doctor is what you need to get that's where i make the mistake you know somebody that's got a good sense of humor maybe my doctor ought to put one of those patch adams noses on one of those clown noses you know because he's very good at that he's a nice guy but he just doesn't understand that telling somebody well it could be anything you're going to be fine but a beep but a boop but a bop go see a dermatologist uh, that that doesn't get the job done weeks and weeks and weeks after you've been walking around with the same bullcrap you know what i'm saying like maybe somebody, when you pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars, would like to get some answers. You know, like maybe what is it? What do you think it is? What could it be? What should I do? What should I take? Where should I stick it? <laughs> right. But nevertheless, that's just a, a passing comment. We have an open line at day one in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on our mobile one line. As again, the audience is scintillating here today, boys and girls. They're on fire. My face is on fire. The audience is on fire. Here's Carl Gables. Hello. Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. I was going to say, thank God for uh, the basketball strike. At least we got a front page in the 
herald on hockey. Mm -hmm. What's going to happen when the strike is over in a couple of hours? We're probably going to disappear altogether from the sports pages. Probably. You know, right now, have Nikki Arison's face on. Yeah, at least you could open it up and see where the hockey uh, standings are and everything. And as soon as basketball comes in, we're going to see Riley, Morning, who else? Hardaway. Who knows? And you're going to have to go through the whole paper, which is bad enough as it is. Well, it takes up a lot of space to put all those tall Sparks' pictures in there. You know that. Well, that's it. You know, and it's the whole thing. Right. The other thing is about that attorney for the president yesterday. Yeah. Did she remind you of uh, Marsha Clark with a good tan? No, I thought uh, she was worse than Marsha Clark. Yeah, Is that possible? Yes. I, I thought she was like like a high school girl. I thought it was like the amateur hour. And all of a sudden, everybody's raving about her, how effective she was, and what a great presentation she made. Maybe it was a great presentation if she was talking about her and not impeaching the president. I don't know. She I thought was talking I about her life story. Check to find out if she was talking or not. Yeah, good point. Okay, have a great day. Say hi to Marsha. Okay, we have it over. Come on, let's let's have some response. Like I said, tacos off and tish. Lay it right on the table here, okay? Let's put it right out here. I can handle it. I'm a big boy. And find out what the deal is, because it's obvious that there are things that I think are important, that I'm concerned about, that I think are like the most exciting things going on in this town, and they're like light years away from whatever the QM audience uh, is thinking about. They're from a different planet. They're from uh, the rings of Saturn, from Uranus. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line. Sunrise, hello. Hello, Neil, it's me. My name is Jake. Yeah, okay, great. Open line in Broward to a date. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line. It's me. Great. Congratulations to you, sir. And it's me too. Here's Kendall. Hello. Uncle Neil. Yes. Hi, listen, I want to give you the lowdown on that attorney. The deal is this, um, the, the, the uh, representative from Wisconsin, one of the House managers, in his presentation for the prosecutors, they gave this, he gave this big spiel over and over again about how uh, Paula Jones' civil rights had been violated. He must yeah. have said it like about 20 times. Right. So the reason she spoke like she spoke at the end was to say, in effect, look, if, if you're worried about civil rights, you don't have to worry about it because this president is, you know, get more civil rights than any of you, any of any of the managers. But, but, but it doesn't mean anything. It has, it has nothing to do with the with the case, with the facts of the case, with the. It has nothing to do with anything other than here's a a light complected black woman who's talking about the fact that isn't she so proud to be there before Congress and she's been on the staff for six years at the White House and uh, wouldn't her ancestors be proud? And uh, what does that have to do with any of it? Well, like I said, you know, the, he said the same, this guy made this big deal that she, that Paula Jones was Rosa Parks, which is absurd, okay? I mean, anybody within any intelligence knows that. Yeah. The deal is, is that she was addressing that kind of point. And the other, the other thing I'd like to say about it is, is that um, she I also, thought it was embarrassing. Well, I mean, that, you know, you're, I respect your opinion. I mean, you're a very smart guy. But, I mean, if you, I was looking on the Internet today, yeah. um, and um, she got rave reviews. Oh, all and, the and that's what I'm talking about. She got rave reviews from everybody. Like, this was one of the most dynamic defenses ever put before the public. And, I, and that's why I'm asking. I must have missed something. Well, as I say, oh, one, one thing for a technical thing you ought to know about, I tried calling you like five times on, the, on, the, 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 on this line. Yeah. And it rang and rang and rang and rang. What so, time was that? Just just in the last few minutes, because that's when I called. Yeah. Okay, and I had to call this number like about five times before, you know, I got it. Well, maybe there. we got a little problem on our phone system again here. They sure wouldn't yeah. be the first time in this bumport place, but, I know, uh, right? you know, I that's the Beasley way. I thought I'd let you know. But anyway, uh, that, that's the reason I think she did it, because if I said she was comparing Paula Jones to Rosa Parks, which is, you know, what can I say about Ludicrous. That, right? Ludicrous. Yeah. Okay? Okay, thanks. Take care. Okay, down to two calls again. I guess we better get the Commodores all greased up again, ready to go, get the lube out. 
Open line in Broward, all three in Dade. 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, I just wanted to tell you, um, I went to my doctor the other day also. I had like this kind of like a sunspot on my forehead. Just wanted to come out. I, you know, I wanted him to check it out. Yeah. And he says to me, uh, uh, yeah, you better go to a dermatologist. Uh, it's a, it kind of looks like it could be something. Um, I really don't want to get involved. Yeah, uh, he doesn't want to get involved, yeah. <laughs> and, uh. Also, I want to tell you, I was out in California. So, see, before you tell me about California, what I'm wondering is why my doctor comes to a hockey game and sees me, like, for the second time since I've had this for weeks and weeks now, and looks and says, oh, yeah, that's interesting, and feels my skin, oh, yeah, it's like boiling hot, and, uh, you know, <laughs> that, well, that could be one of any things, don't worry, you still don't need me, or, and then, like, after, like, weeks are going by, well, you know, dermatology isn't one of my specialties, and, yeah, should, exactly you know, and now, I can't, now I can't get an appointment until Monday, I'm going to sit around with a red face all weekend until Monday, and they'll probably tell me why you go need to go see uh, somebody else. I'm, I'm trying to get questions. Which doctor? <laughs> I'm trying to get questions out of him about you know what this could be, and uh, he's questioning me about what kind of because I just recently changed my insurance. Yeah. And he's questioning he's questioning me about that. And I mean, what's uh, the point of going to a doctor and spending hundreds of dollars without them at least looking for what the root causes of whatever the problem is, identifying it, treating it, doing something, besides giving you some conversations about you'll be fine and you don't need me. Exactly. That's not my idea of a doctor. Exactly. All right, Neil. Um, yeah, i got to go with my battery dying, but um, I was out in California, and I just wanted to say uh, Bill Henry still rules. Okay. Okay, Neil, thanks, buddy. See ya. Okay, bye. Are you sure? Positive. Okay, open line at Broward, all three in Dade. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line. We're kicking some serious rectum today. Our own. Here's Deerfield Beach. Hello. Can't hear you. Bad crank call, sir, because we couldn't hear a word you were saying. Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hey, Nielsey. They're calling Vincenzo Pantangeli today in the hearing. They're what? They're calling Vincenzo Pantangeli. Today. Yeah, right. His brother is out in the hallway. Yeah. He's in the hallway. Uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, the, uh, there's some great articles now about uh, how the right wing is, uh, you know, I mean, they, they contribute all the money. That's, that's the whole key. I mean, they do what they want them to do. They pay the piper. They, they name the tune. That works. So uh, Vincenzo might uh, straighten it all out. Today. Okay, thank you, sir, whatever you said. Okay, we got two open lines in day two in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. Here's the lady mobile in Miami. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, ma'am. Pinch me, I'm dreaming. Pavel Bure is God. Yeah, oh, this town's on fire about it, sweetheart. Well, it, I can't wait. I've got the tickets to the game, the first game, home game, when he gets back. Mm -hmm. Can't wait. And um, I watched a lot of the um, uh, presentation yesterday by uh, Cheryl Mills. Yes. And I couldn't disagree more with you. Um, I thought she did a fantastic job because she contrasted so starkly the presentation that the House idiots made where they were all strident and screaming about the big picture and you couldn't look at the details, you have to look at the big picture, when the fact is that if you break it down to its elements, which from a legal perspective is how you win a case, it falls apart. The case doesn't hold water if you break it down to its smallest elements. And mm -hmm. that's what she did, and I thought she did it very effectively. Well, maybe I should have maybe I should have watched the whole thing, but I probably would have gone into a coma because I couldn't I couldn't handle any more of it. Well, it After is kind minutes, of boring. She was to sleep. 
it is boring. When you break it down and you start talking about the minutia and what time this happened versus what time that happened, yeah. it is but I, I didn't boring. hear her talking about any minutia about the, uh, the allegations about the president. I heard her talking about herself and about racism, like this guy who saw the end of it where she started this business about racism and Paula Jones. It, it had nothing to do with anything. No, you're right, and it was a, but it was a very small part of her overall yeah. presentation. Well, thank God for that. So I must have missed the good stuff. Well, it was. It was, a, it was a, I thought, a very effective presentation. And uh, personally, I'm embarrassed that Bill McCollum represents the state of Florida in Congress. Yeah, and what about Charles Kennedy? Uh, him too. He makes Bill McCallum seem like a uh, Sunday school preacher. That's true. Uh, I think they all. I think we ought to get rid of all of them. Unfortunately, we don't get to vote against them. And thank God, we, and thank God we don't live where in uh, Lakeland. Well, that's that's no accident, is it? I have a great day. Bye, Neil. Bye, bye. One open line at date one in Broward five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line as we continue si searching for the answers here. Here is Philadelphia. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. How's it going today? Okay. Same as every other day. Pardon? I said it's going great. That's great. I'm so psyched about the boring. Yeah. I was. I saw the uh, the highlights last night. I had to rush them just to see them. I mean, I can't believe that nobody's that excited down there. Sir, I want to tell you the excitement level here. You could cut it with your toenail. It doesn't exist. Uh, they have no idea who he is. They don't care. They didn't watch the game last night. And if he's on the front page of the Herald today, full color picture, they still don't care. They, they, these people are in a vacuum. Whatever their life consists of, whatever it is that they know about, is so distant from anything that I think is interesting, important, or whatever. It's a miracle I lasted here more than 23 days in this town. Well, I'm psyched about it. I'm coming down there for the Dallas game next week, and I just can't wait to see them. Well, it's worth the price of a mission, believe me. All right. You guys have a good day. Okay, you too. Yeah. Getting calls from Philadelphia. How do you like that? A city where they may have some idea what the sport is all about? especially since they got those 56 points and they're sitting there at first in the conference. And the Beezer is shutting out everybody night after night after night, even though, of course, we know he's a bad guy. We have an open line in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. Two open lines in Broward, 400 open lines in Broward. Neil got out, Yeah, but wait, yeah, but wait a second. Hi, I'm Aaron Summers, and you know what? You got me talking on the passion phone. Tell me the story about how you got flown. I got you down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy cow. Ho, ho, I'll tell you once more before I hang up the phone. I got you down. The lines are jammed up. Yes, there isn't a doubt. Call up and tell me what it's all about. I got you down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy cow. <laughs> I'll tell you once more before I hang up the phone. I got you down. I got you down. I got you down. I got you down. <laughs> I got you down. 
here on the show, there's a new topic each night. Who you had sex with? With a black or with a white? I got you down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy cow. <laughs> I'll tell you once more before I hang up the phone. I got you down. All right. There, there she is again. They're showing that from yesterday. Well, what does that have to do with anything? No, no, seriously. I mean, it sounds very nice, and it's very flowery, and, uh, you know, he's got a great record on civil rights and hired a lot of women and minorities, et cetera, and so on. But what does that have to do with the allegations against him? What does that have to do with perjury and obstruction of justice? I would say absolutely nothing. But, hey, listen, I'm glad everybody liked her. All I can say to that is... All right. Nice going, sweetheart. Here's a call from Vancouver. Neil. Yes, sir. You're going to love this guy. What do you mean I'm going to love him? I already loved him. I love him since he came in the league. Well, I'm hearing you guys, and it uh, doesn't sound like anyone's buzzing about him down there. I'm the only one, sir. I know. What's going on? They wouldn't know a hockey puck from a lender's bagel from a Tim Hortons <laughs> bagel, sir. That's right. Well, he's going to light that town on fire. Well, I'm going to, after the game last night, that's what I thought when I came in here this morning. Well, we saw that for seven years. Guy hasn't played for nine months. He gets off a dull jet lag, a 12-hour plane trip from Russia, gets on the ice the next day, plays only 12 minutes and nine seconds in the whole game, and still scores two goals and uh, sets the team on fire. Incredible. Yeah. Well, we're sorry to see him go, but uh, take care of him for us. Okay, we'll take good care of him. Okay, take care. Good luck, eh? Bye now. Okay, there's a call. They're calling from Philadelphia. They're calling from Vancouver. Real hockey cities, okay? Towns where they really know a superstar athlete when they can smell one, okay, from a million miles away. Here in this town where we just had the guy in our uniform last night win the goddamn game for you single-handedly practically, take them from the depths of despair into putting them ahead and like lighting the whole goddamn bunch of them on fire since it's contagious because greatness rubs off which didn't work on this radio station, but nevertheless. Calling from out of town, baby. They're listening out of town. All over the whole world is listening right now to this radio station on the goddamn audio net, wondering what kind of a bunch of assholes live down there in South Florida. That you just got the second coming of Jesus without the sandals, and you're still sitting around like that, doing mumbly pigs. Hey, you think Levon's going to win 40 games this year in that new stadium we're going to build for John Henry? Huh? You think so? <laughs> Man. Sorry, sorry ass crap, baby. Here's Coconut Grove. Hello. Hi. Yes, uh, sir. Pavel Burry with the lead story on uh, ESPN.com, Fox Sports, all over the Internet last night. All over the, the world. Game. Yeah, yeah. We're not here. Uh, I know. The so-called Russian rocket. <laughs> I'm very embarrassed. How uh, do you like these newspapers, sir? The so-called Russian rocket by our so-called newspapers, both of them on the front page, using the same asinine juvenile expression. Trying to be too clever instead of just being straight out, and that's the main problem with all the, the little punks writing at those papers. I was trying to show you how clever they are with their little... Bunch of five-year-olds. Yeah, These guys couldn't get a job in a high school newspaper. <laughs> Speaking of high school, I couldn't agree with you more about that Cheryl Mills. Um, Sophomoric would be a compliment. I watched the whole thing. Now, I am going to say that I know the civil rights thing is, like, very puzzling, but I am going to say that the reason why she said that was because it was even more puzzling to see all those right-wing hypocrites last week 
talking about what a danger to civil rights it'll be if we don't remove Clinton. The same ones that were talking about what a bitch Anita Hill was, by the way. Right, right, right. So, so like I said, I know it's kind of puzzling, but you know, it, it, it's it's better for her to take that issue back and really highlight how ridiculous it was for those morons to be saying we've got to get rid of Clinton or civil rights are going to be damaged. Now, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm going to give her a little credit on that, but otherwise. I was I was so glad to turn on the radio today and hear you, like always, saying exactly what I would have been saying because I watched the whole thing. I mean, not just her. I mean, from the beginning, from Sense and Bummer or whatever the hell right. his name is, and the, within two minutes of her beginning to speak, I was screaming at the TV. I could not believe. <laughs> I hate to tell you this. I'm one thousand percent for the president, but I hate to say that was the worst classic manifestation of tokenism right. that the Democratic right, Party is that's famous, right. famous for. That's, that's right. all it was. It's as idiotic And, and as, the most amazing part of it to show you how clever he is, it worked. That's it, the best part. Because nobody is going to stand up there and say, she sucks. You know, because she does suck. They'll be a racist. She sucks. She sucked. Absolutely sucked. Sucked. Her delivery sucked. And the point is, is that all the points that she made couldn't, can be made by anybody articulately and with a little fire and even a little bit of umbrage at, at, at the fact that these these house right-wing nuts are so full of it. And, and, and this Gregory Craig guy, the guy that preceded her that spoke most of the day, he kept fumbling and bumbling and stumbling. And I mean, he, he, my little dog is more articulate yes, than I mean, he is. Chuck Ruff was the best so far of the president. And my, what does that tell you? <laughs> and he kept falling over and dropping a uh, lavalier mic on the now, floor. Now, he was still now, the best. i got to say about McCollum, okay? This guy is the body part guy, okay? You yeah. real, you realize that. He's the one that keeps walking out on the, the steps of, of whatever, whenever somebody talks. And he's the one that keeps insisting that the heart of the perjury is about which body parts were touched by who. Yeah, well, I, I knew I knew that uh, we had a problem with him when he said... It puts the lotion in the basket. <laughs> thing to talk about. They're like, I guess they were like passing out, hey, and who wants to talk about this, and who wants to talk about yeah. this? And who wants to talk about the body part? Wouldn't surprise me if he's had a couple of uh, stogies in his Rectum. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Amen, amen. And have a great day, Okay. Sir. God bless you. There's a real call. How do you like that? Oh! <laughs> right. Man, I feel better now. See, I'm, I'm easy. doesn't take an awful lot. But we're still waiting to find out what the WQM audience would like here in midday between 10 and 2, because it's obviously not this anymore. You know, the first couple of months after the comeback, you know, after that seven-month layoff, that nice paid vacation, first couple of months we had gigantic numbers, and it was this legitimate enthusiasm, and the phones were smoking off the hook when they could get through because the phone system was all screwed up, and it was great. And now it's like, eh, you know. Well, you don't know what you're talking about. We don't care. We don't like it. We're not interested. You're full of crap. You're like, uh, you're just off base, mister. You're off base. You're out there in la-la land, and we're here with our feet firmly planted in la-la land, okay? And we're sick and tired of it. If I could just, you know, I could, I could handle it if I could find a real doctor. That's the one thing. I'm desperate. I'm, I'm putting out a plea to the general public out there. I can't wait until Monday afternoon for the dermatologist to burn off a couple of uh, little zits or whatever I got here and look at the uh, other thing. Ah, well, uh, we don't know, you know. A doctor that actually might do something, that might actually take some tests, like oh, whatever it takes to whatever, the, you know what I'm saying? Because you see it, you're sitting in there, and every day I come and say to George, because when you look in the mirror, you can't tell for yourself. You know, when you look, you know. And how does that rash look on my neck, that redness that's got my, like that feeling of uh, fire on my neck and my face, my skin? No fever, no temperature, just this redness. And today, like, oh, a little, little tiny bit better every day. Is it a little tiny bit? It's a little bit. And how about the rash? 
21 till noon. You know, looking for a doctor, for a veterinarian in this town, because this basically is a town for dead people. So we got everybody came down here to take care of old, dead, decaying people, not living and breathing people who would like to live another couple of weeks. Upstairs, if that ever happens, if we ever live long enough, when we go upstairs on the third floor in those new studios with the same crappy old equipment, and we're supposed to be banned from smoking like cigars or any smoking period up there, and I'll, I, you know, I'll go along with that, but we will be smoking weed up there on the third floor. Well, we're in Little Jamaica. We should have no trouble keeping a constant supply, huh? That's that's the compromise, okay? No cigars. We can smoke our next cigars after hours, before hours. In between periods of the hockey games, go out on the veranda. Put a little weed up there. Yeah, Mark. That might kind of change everything a little bit. Here's Margate. Hello. Margate. Yes, Neil. Yes, sir. Okay, uh, some interesting news from the uh, Today Show this morning. Uh, it seems like the Christian Coalition is even uh, sending uh, subtle signals to, uh, to bring this to a stop. Uh, Pat Robinson uh, put out a, uh, uh, a message in other words, that uh, from a public relations standpoint, this is a nightmare. And he said, let's end this and move on. From a public relations standpoint, isn't that an interesting way to put it? In other words, the, all these right-wingers now are starting to sniff the pansies and see those poll ratings go through the sky, through the ceiling after the uh, State of the Union address the other night. And now they're saying, well, you know, it's bad PR. We better cut the crap. Exactly. They realize that this is a political suicide, and they want to find a way out of this. With a, you know, well, they're, a little bit, they're a little slow catching on, don't you think? Yeah, exactly. And also, also another thing. Did you see Larry King uh, two nights ago? No. But, <laughs> Uh, well, he had Bob Woodward on. No. And Woodward had uh, something interesting to say. Uh, he said that he, he heard some reliable sources that Monica Lewinsky uh, agrees now with the First Lady when she said about a uh, right-wing, that's uh, right right-wing conspiracy. Right. And she felt that uh, she was set up and others to be part of it. Uh-huh. So, and also, Martin Fitzwater uh, said to T.D. Myers, beware of the independent counsel before she stepped uh, up to her job. And also... About you, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know that you know, that that was pretty good to say that. In other words, I mean, she, you know, they had a lot to be aware of, right? Right. Anyway, about your job, you know, I I've listened to you for a lot of years, and uh, you're you're the best at motivating an audience, uh, whipping an audience to a frenzy. But this town will never change, and it, it, it's a matter of how long do you you you, you want to, you want. To, I think you're getting burnt out. How long do you want to go through with it? It's like an endurance contest. Exactly. I think it's, like, it's like the audience is testing me to see how long. In other words, it's like a balance between that big paycheck I get every uh, 15 days or whether it's it's worth uh, killing yourself coming in here trying to beat them into a pulp to get them to say something about anything. But if you thought of one thing, 
you've succeeded in every type of uh, platform there is. I mean, you've been in Zeta, you've been in all sorts of, uh, of time zones, and, yeah. and you've always succeeded. But but how? I, I think you're. I think two more years and you'll be out of here. I think you use like you. I think I think you're right. Two more hours and uh, that could do it. Exactly. Two more minutes and it might be over. Have a great day, sir. Bye bye. God bless you. Now, see, actually, if I felt good, then I could fight the good fight. You know what I'm saying? If I didn't have this uh, crap, if I had a doctor, I don't want to knock Dr. Mark because he's made himself, you know, he injected himself, he put himself in this position. And he even said to me the other day, well, you know, I'm in a delicate position because I am uh, made myself a public figure. Well, you did that. You chose to do that. And the onus is on your shoulders now, doctor. And just saying to somebody, well, uh, you know, you're fine, you don't need me, it'll go away, that's not my specialty, uh, I never stole a freight train, uh, that, that doesn't do anything. I mean, there comes, a, there comes a point of endurance when you can only handle something for so long, and it becomes so uncomfortable and so annoying, you say, please, somebody either chop my head off or find out what this is, and let's uh, move on with life and help it go away. As opposed to, well, let's find you a dermatologist who's got a good sense of humor. I don't want a sense of humor. I don't want Patch Adams. I can't even stand Robin Williams. I don't want a sense of humor. I want some antibiotics. I want some pills. I want some drugs. I want some injections. I want some good weed. Yeah, That's what I need. I don't even smoke it, but I think I'm going to start right now. Here's a lady in Miami Beach. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, ma'am. Hi. I just wanted to present maybe another aspect about Cheryl Mills. Yes. Um, it's not so much the content or what she's saying. Yeah. Um, it's it's the appearance that he has a woman defending his sexual behavior and moral judgment. But he's had women in the Congress. I mean, Maxine Waters and all these other women, uh, Barbara Boxer in the Senate and uh, Diane Feinstein. He's got a zillion women who have been defending him all along. Right, but you know, I mean, he he could, as far as the content goes, he and and. He could have any one of his men attorneys, yeah. you know, bring out the strong points of of his case. But, um, you know, all the Republicans that were accusing him, you know, it was the bad thing about how he used poor Monica and took advantage of this young person. And, you know, by using her to defend him, you know, and, and his sexual behavior that is so disturbing to a lot of women mm -hmm. that... Um, you know, she's saying, no, it's just the contrary, that, you know, um, here he could have any attorney he wants, but he's putting his fate in my hands to step up here and defend him. Yeah. So that's just my take on but, it. But did you think she was effective? Do you think what she said was effective, the way she delivered it? Well, like I say again, it's not so much what she's saying. It was just the fact that she was there. Is that she's she's a woman standing <laughs> yeah. up for him, you know, and uh -huh. claiming that it's it's not all so bad, you know, you know, just that uh, know. sexual behavior wasn't that bad, and right. you know, don't be turned off. And Monica and Monica was a slut anyway. Right. I can't stand that slut. Exactly. Okay. Have a great day, sweetheart. Thanks. Bye bye. Okay, now I'm starting to catch on a little bit. Am I catching on now? No. We have an open line of date. Five, six. No, seriously, if it, if it would have been me, if I were in his squeaky shoes, I'd have had that big Alan Dushowitz up there yesterday, and he would have just uh, ripped them an ass. He would have just uh, brought the house down. They would have had to give a sitting ovation because, you know, they're under penalty. They can't speak or they go straight to jail. But, uh, boy, I'm telling you, he would, have, he would have just brought the whole goddamn house down, Alan Dushowitz. Even though, you know, I was pissed off at him with the O.J. thing, but he's like all lawyers. He's a whore. So, you know, they're going to pay him some money. He'll defend anybody. He don't give a crap. 
But there's a guy who's like forceful and articulate, knows the law, knows the Constitution, and uh, he's Jewish besides. Here's Margate. Hello. Hey, uh, good morning, Neil. Just want to say I've been uh, fired up about this trade since the weekend. you got Burray camped on the left post, Whitney camped on the right post. Pavel Burray, God, thank you, Wayne. Okay. See ya. How about a little for Wayne? Mwah. Let's have Wayne. <laughs> okay, there you go. My lips aren't the only one on Wayne's rectum today. How do you like that? There's a few other pair trying to get in there. Why, you hypocrite? No, not a hypocrite. I just want to give credit where credit is due. I can't stand the guy. I get physically ill when I see him in his bald-headed, snotty attitude. But nevertheless, he finally made a commitment to the organization that I care about a lot and made it worthwhile going over there, that big $200 million lemon that we built for him. Now just get the ice straightened out, get the goal lights uh, you know, angled out so we might see him once in a while since they might be going on a hell of a lot more from now on. I mean, you know, can, can you imagine it? Here's Pavel Bure, gets a pass at center ice. He streaks across the blue line. He goes in alone. He dekes the goalie out just like last night. He sticks it in the net, and you can't see the goal light. You know, somehow there's a little something missing there. How? What does it take to explain it to these dumb goyim in that organization over there at that Mac Arena? People that just don't know how to put on a good show. You know, I heard them this morning talking about, well, you know, if we have a new stadium, uh, John Henry, we got to have uh, more of the bleacher stuff. And Joe Rose is on there. Oh, yeah, we got to have more of the antics for the kids. People will come out just to see the game. Well, isn't that great? We got to have a dog and pony show out there because the game is obviously so boring, baseball, that we got to have a whole bunch of crap going on in the bleachers out there. Otherwise, people won't show up. Great. We have an open line in Dade County, 5670560, pound 560 on the Mobile One line. Hank Goldberg from Shula Stake, 2 at 2 o'clock. The Boogster, 6 to 7. Panther pregame at 7 o'clock. The Panthers at the Rangers at the Garden, 7.30 tonight. The so-called Russian rocket will be on the ice. Here's a lady in Boca. Hello. Hello. Yes, ma'am. Neil. Yes. Who hot is the name? You know what I'm saying to you? What is it? That's Dutch. I'm asking you how you were doing in Dutch. Oh, Astublieft. <laughs> That's the only word I know. I don't know anything. Oh, really? That's oh, well. I, I don't know what it means, but Astublieft. Astublieft. I don't know. I can't translate that. It You're I don't Dutch know and you don't know what that word means? No, well, I know what it means in Dutch, but in English, I don't know, please or something. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like... Um, like please. Huh? Like please. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, like prego in... Uh, in, in yeah. Allora. Allora in... Uh, okay, uh, in Italian. Yeah, that's right. They were calling about the hockey. We were very excited about that guy last night. Right. Go to every home game, and I'll be there again when he's there. Well, I'll tell you one thing. There better not be one empty seat in that place Wednesday night, or I am personally going to uh, see who's responsible for it. <laughs> That's right. Good. Good for you. I mean, if there's any empty seats, I will go out before yeah. the game and drag people in physically oh, off the street. Yeah, why don't you do that? I'm going to do it. I'll help you. Okay. Okay. Hasta please. Bye. <laughs> 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 Uh, that's one language I'm not going to tackle. Thank God they speak English there in Holland. Dutch. Man, oh, man. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of guttural stuff. Maybe if you eat all that fish, you know, they eat a lot of fish, a lot of eels, a lot of snails, which kind of like, yeah, they look like snails, but they're snot. It's not. We have an open line of date, 5670560, pound 560 on a mobile one line. Poor George is in there today going through a big song and a dance with his audio vault. Which I don't want to start a big thing about that again, because I have a good memory. I don't have my Alzheimer's hasn't kicked in quite yet. Just about uh, oh, 10 or 11 months ago when I first came on here and started making trouble about the muddy spots that you couldn't understand on the air that advertisers paid money for, and these people pretended they didn't know what I was talking about. 
and then to pacify us, oh, yeah, well, we're not going to play those old carts anymore with all those broken-down cart machines. We're getting the audio vault computer. So the spots will all sound crisp and clear, and you can understand those little 10-year-old kids and what they're saying on those spots. Here we are. It's January 20th, 19, 21st, 1999. Has the audio vault been working on QAM these last 10 months? No. How do you like that? And we've got it in the other room now. Is it working well? Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. No. You know. Yeah, that's right. It's kind of like... Yeah. And, no. Yeah. Depending on how you look at it. It's not just one thing. It's... All of these things. Right. That's exactly right. Isn't it? Uh-huh. Yeah. And poor George is spending all of his time on the phone uh, over there with the other building. Oh, is this spot in here? Is that spot? Hey, we're, we're like yesterday. We got a whole bunch of the uh, board ops from the other shows and the producers over here trying to get a primer on how the hell this damn thing works. And in the meantime, I'm sitting here trying to do a radio show. And our program director said to me on the phone yesterday, oh, yeah, well, you know, you got a good point. I enjoy hearing George on the air, too. I said, it's not a question of hearing George on the air giving me banter back and forth. It's a question of, like, answering the phone, paying attention to whatever's going on here. Doing the Neil Rogers show is what we're trying to do here. Because we got a program director and a sales manager between the two of them have got no concept of what it takes to do a radio show. None. Zero. Less than none. Bozo the clown with that red nose that he borrowed from Robin Williams. He's got a better idea of what the hell it takes. Neil Rogers got. That's the one with the unlucky. I'll tell you where I'm gonna go. Cruising in my 80 Chevy lowrider truck to join the other Julios. Are you? I have pages in the back where I carry my cock. You can hear them cock a doodle doo. And if I kill one or kill them, all depends on if I win or lose. Have a good night at the cross fight. Who cares what three or they be? When you're sublimerate and Latin, then barbaric is the way to be. Well, there's Jorge and Orlando and Julio, whose cocks look pretty good. In the arena, you can see the pecorino rolls growing stiff as a block of wood. <laughs> We use cockfighting as an alibi to cover what we do inside. Behind the curtain, all the macho guys are giving a wink to Hispanic brown eyes. When you're subliterate in Latin, then barbaric is the way to be. Have a good night at the cockfight. Oh! Who cares what three go to see? When you're so glitter in Latin, then barbaric is the way to be. By the way, yesterday we had quite a uh, poll that we took during the uh, five or six minutes of the show when we had a couple of talks. And uh, we were talking about what constitutes sex, you know, that study that they did, the Journal of the American Medical Association, the guy that got fired for uh, publishing it, and et cetera, and so on. And uh, the majority of people, over, almost unanimous, said that oral sex does not constitute sex. All of the Hispanic callers says anal sex never constitutes sex. However, I was thinking about it later on, and I will say this, having had a limited amount of experience, having had a tremendous amount of experience, that if you're having sex, if you're administering oral sex to a uncircumcised man, 
and you roll back the foreskin, that is definitely sex. Huh? If you... What? Because that makes it much more personal. So in other words, if you're Jewish, you can get oral sex. It's never sex, okay? Oh, That's right. Never constitutes sex. But if you're like European, if you're Hispanic, if you're like one of those other barbarians walking around with foreskin, and the administer of the oral sex rolls the foreskin back, that's a conscious act that makes the entire process more intimate and therefore definitely constitutes sex. What if it rolls back all by itself? Well, that's, that's a, well and of course, also it depends on the, whether the head actually pops out at any point during the experience and says hello. If it doesn't. You're not doing it right. Well, like I said, isn't that what they're always talking about, rolling back uh, the prices? Here's South, South Miami. Hello. Hello, Neil. Good morning. Y yes, sir. 25-year um, hockey fan, six-year season ticket holder for who won is just thrilled that he's here. Yes. Uh, that makes three or four of us. In the, five or, the people out of town are more enthused for us than the people in town. That's the best part. You know, there's probably eight or ten superstars in the league, and now the Panthers have one of them. And right. His presence on the ice will just will pick up the play of the other players. Did you watch the game last night? It was great. Boy. I mean, I thought Dvorak was fast, but yeah. this guy. Yeah. This guy. Yeah, but but also, you notice, you notice Dvorak got the first goal that he got since December 30th, and then once Pavel got the first goal, the rest of the guys started lifting up their game, and that's that's what a superstar does. That's what a lot of people don't realize. Well, a lot of these through. young players who've been like aimlessly skating around without any leadership, without any inspiration, now all of a sudden they're going to turn up their performance several notches. Well, they've always said that you got you know four guys on the ice and they're okay. He walks on the ice now you have five good players. So. Right. Let's just hope it happens. I, I just hope that uh, he winds up on the line with Whitney a lot because they both make great passes and they complement each other. I think uh, like that five-on-three goal they got last night, that, that was, was just good. a beautiful thing. That thing went in on a wink. Neil, yeah. do you think McLean comes out of the net too much? Yes. you think he's going to get stuck one of these times behind right, there? Right. He, of course, and he scares the hell out of me. There are two things that he does. Well, I mean, most of what he does bothers me, including that first greasy goal. Uh, but after that, he was okay. But but uh, one of the things that he does is that he freezes the puck when it doesn't. He slows the game down to a crawl, either because he doesn't have a lot of confidence in his defense or in himself. But he just freezes like the Beezer used to do that too. I hate that. Instead of playing it and keeping the action going, giving it to his defenseman, he freezes it too much. And also, like you said, I mean, there were a couple of times last night when he was like stuck behind the net, and uh, it was only a miracle that they couldn't get the puck in the empty net. Yeah, we skated a couple of times, but yeah. let's. By the way, a uh, long-time moderate Republican who's just fed up with the whole scenario, and I hope it goes away. Amen. Wish us luck tonight. All right. Yeah, the uh, now that the uh, so-called Russian rocket has got his uh, feet wet and got a little, uh, you know, a little of that uh, jet lag worn off, maybe he'll get three or four tonight. We have an open line, and then, of course, the Ranger fans, no matter what they say, they're just jealous because they would, they would kiss the ground. They would kiss everybody's ass if they could have had him. Here's a mobile in Medley. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. The reason why Murray um, left Vancouver because last year, and it was in his contract, that if he was break 50 goals, they would get a bonus for that year, and the next year that he would be paid top uh, two players like uh, Yager and Lindro. Mm -hmm. And then they would they would hesitating, chucking and jiving. Wait a minute. He's making. He was making eight million dollars this year in his contract with Vancouver. Uh, Yager ain't making no eight million. I think he's making seven million something, isn't he? Nah, I'm not sure. I, I thought they were all making around uh, eight. Yeah, well, thought, he, but, but that was his salary with Vancouver this year. Eight million of which there's three million left with the, the Panthers will be paying him. Yeah, 
well, maybe they, they didn't give him his, like, one or two million dollars for last year. Yeah. And, uh, well, I mean, he just smart. claims that they made a lot of promises to him, and they jerked him around, and they didn't treat him fairly. And when you're in his uh, his, his league, and you're heads and shoulders above everybody else, you deserve to be treated with respect in the way you, uh, they told him they would. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Messier, that, that, he was a little upset with Messier. He's like a third of a player he is, and Messier's making, what, six? Yeah, six at years? least. And, uh, that's why. So. Well... Good, good luck for us, and thanks for uh, the good news. We have an open line at day one in Broward, whatever he said. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line, whatever he said. All of these things. Right. Here's uh, Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Hey, Neil. How's it going? Okay. Hey, I really appreciate your show. Listen, I got good news for you. Yeah. I got uh, your remedy. And also, you've always asked for people who had any kind of hot stock tip for the week. Give you a call? Yes, sir. I got both of them for you. All right. Because it's one of the same. This company is a new homeopathic company. A homopathic? Homopathic yeah. and homeopathic. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the products increases uh, T cell counts by 1,300% within the first hour that you take it. Yeah. Adds the white blood cells, the whole bit. I mean, it's all homeopathic and uh, very well documented. But the bottom line is the private company right now about to go public at probably in the next six months. And you might be also interested in the stock. Yeah. So I'd love to fax you on it, Neil. Okay. Get you some information and uh, take it to uh, to your doctors and see if this could uh, help you out. Take it to my doctors? Or just take it. And uh, besides smoking two joints in the morning, that, that should fix you up. Okay. Okay? Have a great day. Okay. Well, watch that fax. You got the number? I sure do. Okay. See ya. What did he say? All of these things. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, we have an open line on day one in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Now, what's going on? We're not going to be bringing a whole bunch of boxes over here again today, are we? Are we just starting that like where we picked off yesterday? Are yes. we doing that again? Yes. And then what? Uh, good luck to them. Good luck to them what? I, I've used this machine for a lot, like a long time. The audio phone? I'm having a lot of fun right now. In other words, it's a piece of crap? Is that, that what you're saying? A... No, it's just, it's, you know, it's only uh, halfway done. Yeah. Everything well, I mean, who the hell wants to get only halfway done? If you're going to get done, get done all the way, baby. Squirt, squirt. Nobody wants to get halfway done, for Christ's sakes. Even Bubba would want to get just, well, no, several times he said he was only halfway done. Well, maybe he was busy. See, a lot of you right-wingers are jealous, okay? Who else could be taking care of world events on the telephone and getting serviced at the same time? Oh! So it's going to be a real picnic for these guys. But guess what? We do have the ants, so that's the good news. Holy cow, Aaron's coming. She looks like a guy. She's seven feet wide. She makes me want to gush A chick with a dick. With two smelly chins, a bloated and ugly fat dick. She wants the media to stop abusing and ripping her and ass with songs like this. But we find that amusing from that self-promoting ugly bitch. 
How much were you pay? How much were you pay? For Monica's day. For Monica's day. By Richard C. Melinsky. I wish you all would leave me alone. I'm just like everyone of you out there. Just who do you think you're fooling? You've had obnoxious, ugly, smelly pig. You're really not drugs in a dress. Pump 16 at 560 WQM. We have an open line in date. One in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's Westchester. Hello. Yeah, hi. Dale. Yes, sir. Good afternoon. Just another uh, perspective on the trade. As it, I mean, nobody can say enough words about Paolo Boy. He, he's what he is. But as Monday night, after the uh, that debacle in Buffalo, in Buffalo, yeah, I thought I saw something. So I tried to watch as closely as possible last night, uh, and I'm sure that I saw it. This uh, defenseman that we got in place of Joe, though. Brett Hedekin, yeah. Brett Hedekin, right. He isn't half bad, is he? he? He's excellent. He's a tremendous defenseman. He's a great skater. He had two assists last night. He put the Borak in there alone for that goal late in the game, the fifth goal. He's outstanding. This this was a steal of the century. This it trip. was. It, uh, the, uh, I mean, and he's not going to make a bunch of stupid bonehead uh, mistakes over and over again like uh, like uh, Special Ed because he's got intelligence. Eddie, I, exactly. listen, Ed Jovanowski may be the greatest physical specimen to ever play the game, but but the fact is he doesn't have the smarts to ever be a great player. That they can... All that physical specimen is south of his shoulders. Right. Uh, this guy brings intelligence. He's a smart hockey player. And a great skater, too, yeah, by the way. You know, if the, if the third uh, member of the trade, this Ferrant, uh, in the, was in the minors, right. uh, if he pans out at all, uh, this trade pushes... We, we, might have tra- to, we might have to start kissing Brian Murray's ass. <laughs> the, uh, I, no, please. No, please yeah, you're right. That's really pushing it. Yeah, yeah. It, it, don't, don't, uh, I, want to, I don't want to kiss too much ash here one day. Yeah, Not the spokesman. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm... Look, it's looking up. Well, thank God for us, pal. Yes. Okay, and have a great day. You too. Thank God for all ten of us that know what we're talking about here. And the rest of them are going, blum, 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 like what? Blum, 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 right. Two open lines in day one in Broward, 5670560. So right in the middle of the show, I think what we're going to do is do this every day, is what we're going to do. Like right around the noon hour, kind of like to, uh, you know, break things up a little bit. We'll have the uh, people from the other building come over here, and they'll sit in there with George and take a look at the audio vault and see if we can find where the spots are and how that thing works and potchkey around a little bit and see, uh, you know. This is kind of the way we're doing it. It's kind of like fumble and bumble and mumble your way through to see if this uh, transition from the other building will actually ever take place here. And, of course, the general manager ain't seen him lately. He's off in hiding somewhere, just like when we started in the studio back like a year ago. Off in Chicago, off hiding somewhere at a lot of meetings. Here's Pompano. Hello. Hey, Neil. How's it going? Okay, sir. I had to call and tell you, the management at that station has got to get their head out of their ass because digital is not going to solve the problem. I mean, if you're using analog tape and you got someone that doesn't know how to record something, yeah. or if you got non-talent... Well, well, what do we care about that? I mean, well, what are they, the audio vault is just a question of uh, eliminating the carts and sticking it over here. Yeah, but it, it's up, if you got somebody that doesn't know what they're doing, yeah. it's going to suck in digital. It, it's audio, vault, 
versus analog tape is it going to make any bit of difference but we don't Looking care you don't, you don't understand we don't care about that you, you're, you're missing the point the management here doesn't care what it sounds like I mean, some of the spots... In the long run, it's just a lot easier to... You know, because the carts are expensive nowadays. You know, they don't even make them anymore. Yeah, but can't manage to understand it's still going to sound like that only... No, they don't digital. care. They don't care, sir. And you don't want to listen to me. They don't care. Do they care? No. There you go. And have a nice day. Okay, down to a couple calls on the board again. I'm just going to start tearing up the newspaper because it makes me feel... makes me feel a lot better. Yeah, oh, yeah. makes me feel like a real man when I start ripping up the newspaper in little shreds. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Lake Worth. Hello. Yeah, hello. It's Mike in Lake Worth. Yes, sir. Uh, I don't know if you remember back in the eighties when the Islanders had Gillies. And no, Bob I don't. Games. I don't want to talk I, about the old Islanders. Uh, that thing well, is. Let me, let me just. That thing is. They're playing in front of empty crowds like last night. Well, There's nobody in there. They're all yelling. Mike Musco, Milbury Musco. You know, they, they they brought brought in, ancient history. They've destroyed the franchise. They, they, they brought in one player. That was a catalyst. Yeah. Most people don't realize it was Butch Goring. Yeah. Was it Butch, he became the catalyst. So yeah. And uh, I thought it was Denise, I thought it was Denise Potvin. I feel really really happy. Yeah. And Denise was his second wife. Debbie was his first wife. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Another. I had another question I want to pose to you, and I'll, I'll turn it off and listen to it. Who do you think is more ethical in broadcasting? People on the radio or people that write articles for papers? Uh, give me your opinion well, on that. Mean, more, more ethical. Well, what ethical does that mean? In, the, in their approach to journalism. I mean, people like yourself that are on I'm, the radio. I'm not, a, I'm not a journalist. I'm an entertainer. I never pretended to be a journalist. Yeah, but what you say has a lot of uh, quality, especially when it comes to hockey. Yeah. In, well, in general, I'm a hockey journalist. Okay, thank you, sir. Okay, one call left on the board. What kind of music we got today, Neil? Yeah. It's that noon, uh, whatever, uh, Gonzer, what I used to call it. Gonzer's Grill. On Zeta. Remember those days? Boy, it makes me want to upchuck when I think about it. How about the soundtrack from The Big Chill? That sounds good to me. I don't have any uh, six-minute cuts like the Commodore's Three Times a Lady. That was special yesterday. That was really special. 5670560. This is our pre-music uh, request for calls here. See if there's any interest left out here in this show. And, you know, I asked. I came right out openly, and I was serious about it, and nobody wants to respond. Because it's obvious this show is not going to fly in this radio station anymore. What is it the audience? Would you like to have Boog and uh, Chris Moron back on us? What would you like to hear? How about the sports, babe? Okay, maybe they can play that twice, and they can play that right off tape, or they can open up a pot and put it on. We don't have to worry about being in the studio, where we're going to be, this building, that building. Let's get with it. I can handle it. Oh, no, that I can't handle. No, no, can't handle it. CCR. OD'd on CCR in that one year on Zeta. Pete Bolger cured me of CCR for the rest of my life. That I cannot handle. How about... Nah. This reminds me of that blood yesterday. But it's a little bit stale at this point. Kind of like the audience. We have an open line at Dade 1 in Broward. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's a mobile implantation. Hello. Hey, Neil. How are you? Okay, sir. Hey, listen, I got a couple things. First of all, I dialed this pound 560, but I don't have AT&T wireless. How come I'm getting through? I don't understand that. Well, it's mobile one and AT&T wireless. Oh, there you go. But I have to stop. But anyway. Well, second... whatever, whatever. Well, if you got through, don't be knocking it, it okay? Exactly. We'll pay for 